we're all human, we're all at the same level, so even if you like see someone who's like very famous, they're just like us. Hello beauty, yes you. Join me, host Joyce Platon, as I chat with today's beauty, wellness, and lifestyle visionaries. Let's discover their motivating journey together as I merge my love for the art and my passion in revealing one's true inner beauty. Hi, Hannah. Thank you so much for spending time with Thank us today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So, okay, I know you have so much achievements, but let's do a backtrack. How are you like as a kid growing up, and where did you grow up? Um, I was born in uh, California, uh, Anaheim, and then my family moved around a lot through Southern California. And they, I don't know if you've heard of Lake Elsinore. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's more like Riverside County area. It's a smaller town. I grew up there and just was more of like a simple town. My parents kind of, I guess, raised me um, just more modestly. Mm -hmm. And they, you know, work, have had some income or whatnot. But I just kind of like had a, I don't know if it's like a tough love thing, but just had to pay my own way through college. If I mm -hmm. wanted something, I had to kind of accomplish it and do it on my own. So from there to Southern California, and then I don't know if I'm gonna go into my own you can, story. Yeah. Okay, so um, from there, um, went over into Orange County, and I kind of stumbled upon doing hair. But as a kid, I was just kind of tomboy. Mm -hmm. um, got a little bit into the beauty, but wasn't sure. Yeah. Um, you mentioned you went to college. Mm -hmm. What was your course? What was your major? Um, it wasn't actually college. It was like junior mm -hmm. JC. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I found out about doing hair. Mm -hmm. But I just needed to go to school. Yes. So um, I didn't want to feel like it just staying at home or just working after mm -hmm. I graduated high school. And I uh, just went to a JC working on my AA because I had to pay for my own school. Once I got into JC and kind of started doing things, um, I kind of fell into doing hair and then I decided to go to a uh, school I guess that because I couldn't afford like Fidel Sassoon or like what private college or private hair school so I um, went to Riverside Community College and found a program for hair that had the best passing rate for California State and then from there um, I basically thought it as a backup plan that if I didn't want to do hair I could still use that towards my AA mm -hmm. and it was I think maybe like three thousand dollars and then that's how I got into it if mm -hmm. that makes sense yes and it all goes into yeah I could keep on going but yeah. that's how you know I got into doing hair but as a kid I just was very like every average normal kid I guess back then so mm -hmm. were you always artistic as a kid yes I was I actually wanted to go to art school mm -hmm. so um did more on like art my parents are more musically trained mm -hmm. um, or into that. I was, I've tried, but I'm not gifted. I'm more into like drawing and painting. And I originally wanted to go to art school, but my parents were like, no, do something that you, that involves math and get a trade. That's what my dad told me. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think that getting into hair is a trade and it is art, yeah. you know, uh -huh. but it is with math. So it's yeah. like physics, geometry, but you're sculpting and yeah. like molding into, you know, making shapes mm -hmm. out of hair and stuff. So actually, before I started makeup, I actually learned hair first, hair cutting. Mm -hmm. It's not for me. That's why I'm not a hair assessment now. It is pretty technical, very technical. I had such a hard time, you know, with all all the angles. So that's mm -hmm. why, I, you know, I really salute those that get that our hairstyle is. Mm -hmm. it's, it's such an art and at the same time a science. So, and that's what a lot of people don't realize. And like you said, sculpting, a lot of, you know, things just, 
um, put, taking into consideration the person's looks and what would work for them. You know, same with makeup. It's like I was you could do say makeup is exactly yeah, the same thing. You know, like you think that you can, um, you have to, you can apply the same makeup on everyone, but then you have to also, in a sense, tweak it to match their face. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. So, what attracted you to hair instead of like? maybe just like makeup, you know, over makeup? Well, I did do a little bit of mm-hmm. makeup before I moved to New York, because um, I originally, I guess I stumbled into doing hair to, originally to do hair and makeup behind scenes, like mm-hmm. for movies or, you know, into commercials or that field. But um, with hair originally, uh, my friends that lived locally around, they would go to, I guess, smaller uh, salons or like Fantastic Sam's yeah. and <laughs> certain things. and if they were unhappy with their hair they would ask me to fix it Mm -hmm. and I didn't know what I was doing it was just extremely visual and then also for me as a kid I was kind of brought up with just like having really long hair now I have long hair but I have had all different shapes Mm -hmm. and as a kid um, with having the long hair I would always want to go to a salon or whatnot but my parents would you know my mom would originally cut my hair in the kitchen Mm -hmm. and so um, as I was able I think I got into, I think it was 10th, 10th grade. Um, that's when uh, my mom took me to a salon and I got my hair cut really short and I got like some highlights and I got more in that creative field. It was my way of expressing myself since I never like did tattoos or piercings. I was like a little bit more sheltered or just, you know, I, I don't know the correct or I don't want to hinder or say anything yeah. incorrectly, but that's I guess how I got into it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know until I actually started doing hair going to hair school that I realized that like oh okay the there were certain signs when I was younger that showed that I had a, an interest in hair yeah so. um tell me about your style and aesthetic as a hairstylist um it's kind of progressed mm-hmm. since I first started to now but I also think that's like an artist thing you should always be evolving mm-hmm. I guess now I didn't realize but from people that I've worked with they've said that my um, aesthetic has gotten like more softer or more organic, Mm -hmm. a little bit more romantic looking. Mm -hmm. Um, But I guess it's just, I try to do a look that looks good for anyone, depending if they don't put any effort into their hair or if they wanna go ahead and um, enhance it by flat ironing it or blow drying it um, or curling it. But I just try to give a nice shape that will look good as it grows out. And it's also because of having a clientele that's like in New York and LA, and especially my New York clients, that if they can't um, see me, like in, let's say if I'm not going out there in like three or four months, I wanna give them a hairstyle that will grow out really nice. And they might feel like, oh, I need to get a haircut, but it's still looking good and it's always evolving. So I guess in the terms it's kind of been done or people talking to it that like lived in look, but it's also just like a nice, technical or strong shape or silhouette Mm -hmm. that's still um, fitted to their hair texture and like the density of their hair and something that suits into their style as well and their personality and it's like an outfit that they could wear yeah I just want to give a little bit of background Um, Hannah actually cut my hair (laughs) um, around April I went to her I was just researching and researching for the quote-unquote perfect hairstylist because I've always been, you know, in a sense, like I, I go to different hairstylists. It's like a relationship. I'm always looking for the perfect one, right? And then I found her. I was like, I think, like looking through her Instagram, I was like, I feel like she's me in a sense, like my mm. style, you know, 
classy but edgy that's always mm-hmm. like whenever people ask me what's your style what do you how do you what do you relate to i was like i'm always classic but with an edge and then mm-hmm. so when i saw her page i was like oh she's the one Aww, <laughs> cool. yeah and then when um i it was my hair was super long it was like almost until my waist right mm-hmm. and then she cut it yeah, super- how long it was like pretty long yeah it was almost into my mm-hmm. waist and then it was um around april and i was like oh it's perfect time because spring's coming and i wanted a new look uh i've done short hair before but this is like this will mean more to me because i was also getting into new projects so i, I was like that look has to be perfect <laughs> so it has to be like a perfect person that cuts my hair and then she did more of like that french bob on me and i absolutely loved no, it no i loved the pictures yeah. that you showed uh-huh. me and i felt honored that you and flattered that you chose me to like you know take off a lot because yeah. again it's like you could easily um do a mistake or just mm-hmm. like hurt you know yeah just i yeah. don't know because again it's like an outfit but also like you have to yeah love it too because it's like a certain confidence yeah of wearing it it's and like what did i do to my hair after you know I've well been- yeah but then it's like i don't want to ever do that to a person you mm-hmm. know whether like i've you know did it once or mm-hmm. if you continue coming back it's like you have to make sure someone feels good yeah and then they're trusting you and it's a kind of intimate thing cutting yeah. a person's hair like, and you're in that little bubble for like an hour or so yeah. and but like i got so many compliments from it until now you know like right now like I think my hair is growing so mm-hmm. I need to go back to you soon <laughs> oh, it, it, whether or not because yeah. like I see so That's many people point, yeah. that they come in and sometimes I don't see them for like mm-hmm. months or like a year things mm-hmm. go but it's always I always try to just do you know a great job but mm-hmm. also it's like a connection of like yeah. whether you just do it again all the time but again it's um I don't know it's a huge compliment of people mm-hmm. trusting you with because the first thing people see is like your face and your hair mm-hmm. so again it's hair exactly. is a big thing especially for women you know yeah i know yeah. it's like at first because i'm pretty low maintenance so that's what i told you it's like i need something that looks good without me having to spend and plus i i don't i'm not a hairstylist so i don't know how to fix my hair really so mm-hmm. i have little patience in that well i'm yeah <laughs> i just blow dry my bangs yeah, and i yeah. let the rest no, exactly. <laughs> mostly but, everyone is yeah. like that though but there are girls that you know like there's nothing wrong with it they love spending like hours on their hair mm-hmm. fixing it they can blow dry it i can't even blow dry my own hair you know i'll, so, I'll just do some like of my clients are really good they know how yeah, to do like good. the flat iron ways yeah. or just use like the that. twist with the brush and i'm like i'm impressed because i'm like i could do it to you but yeah. you know usually people can't uh-huh. so i've had like probably uh, a number of like hair iron and flat iron accidents on myself just because mm-hmm. I'm trying to like whenever I watch hair size like, like you do it on my hair and I try to copy it I'm like ah I like burn myself burn yourself. because I don't know how yeah. to handle it with my own hands or fingers mm-hmm. you know <laughs> just pretty funny yeah but it's the same thing with makeup though uh, it's I try though to show or to be patient because it's just like with being like a doctor you mm-hmm. kind of forget because here I'm doing this like eight hour plus a day I've been doing it for 15 years mm-hmm. so it's still trying to relate or to explain it and educate you know my clients like okay you could go ahead and style it this way but that's what I try to do is when you cut um, a certain shape on someone that it'll still look good mm-hmm. if they just let it air dry yeah. and that's the difference on like a great quality haircut that's versus true. like because anyone could kind of cut hair, but it's yeah. just making sure, like, seeing it, the detail or making an art mm-hmm. to it. So. Do you think you find yourself educating your clients once in a while about, like, how, you know, like, the cut that they want, if it's going to match themselves, or, like, you know, just how to take care of it? It's, like, it's part of it, right? Yeah, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you're almost kind of like an, a therapist, mm-hmm. but also you understand people's if I have a client that wants to do a huge change, you automatically know if they want to cut it, you know, or if they're indecisive, if they're unsure. Um, I kind of say like, oh, let's do like maybe about this length because mm-hmm. I could, 
I can't cut hair to get longer, so I rather leave the length and have them come back. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like one thing. And then if they are going to do a huge change and they're totally, you know, on game or on board for it, um, I always explain to them like, okay, it's like a brand new outfit, or you know, that it'll take a couple tries. So be open to like maybe within a week or two weeks, mm-hmm. it, you'll get the hang of how to style it. Yeah. Um, especially if it's such a huge change, they might need to focus on like blow drying or like knowing how to style or getting comfortable mm-hmm. if you get fringe on your forehead or um, putting product in. Mm-hmm. And then also just, um, I don't know, like explaining it into more of a simple matter and then re-showing it to them and then making them feel comfortable that they could come back and talk to you. Um, call you or email and you know send stuff so that you could you know share that back with them yeah so I guess that makes sense <laughs> yeah with you it's so crazy because like I trusted you so much I'm yeah like, you were it was go really for it <laughs> go cut it whatever mm-hmm. yeah I, tr- I kept saying I trust you I trust you like do what you think suits me or matches me and then I'm sure I'm gonna love it and yeah it did like I, I worked Thank out and really, I do love yeah. it yeah well I mean I <laughs> I knew you wanted it and you had yeah. like so many pictures and also <laughs> I, I don't know if I was too like too much over the top I'm like this no. is what I want no like, I get a lot of clients <laughs> that show um a lot of pictures but it's just personality wise mm-hmm. like I could sense that you were you know you thought about it you mm-hmm. really wanted it and you were excited also it does help that I mean you as a makeup artist that you kind of you already have that sense even though you don't mm-hmm. think you do with mm-hmm. hair usually I feel like people in the a beauty industry they kind of already have that sense like whether it's like with hair styling clothes doing makeup you already have an eye mm-hmm. and you know how to kind of wear it mm-hmm. so yeah <laughs> it's funny because uh, um you know like, I think it's different with guys my boyfriend's like I feel like you've spent so much time in that like thinking about that hair I'm like you don't want to say it has to be perfect well but it's a, he it's gets a big, it it's yeah. a big step to mm-hmm. be cutting off that much because then it's going to take a while to yeah. get back to the length if yeah. you don't like it but now yeah. I'm so adventurous but like the short hair I'm like go cut it more mm-hmm. it's always like that you're like why was I waiting this long to you know cut it off mm-hmm. it's kind of liberating you know just like oh okay it's Very, not so bad yeah I'll go shorter you know and hair grows mm-hmm. it's yeah. true so tell me, how did you break into the industry? I know there's such a cutthroat industry, and then you do work with um, a lot of editorials and celebrities, and even like big names like Mercedes Fashion Week. So mm-hmm. how did you break into the industry? Um, well, I think it has a lot to do with um, my upbringing mm-hmm. and being more in a smaller town. And I was working at a smaller salon there, and I wanted something more. I just knew I needed to be more inspired. I wasn't ready to settle down. And those kind of areas are nice if you want to, I guess, just like to be married, have kids and whatnot. But I just was a little bit more like driven. And again, that was just where I was coming from. And so I ended up working for a company called Tony and Guy. And I learned a lot of my education through them. And I moved up extremely fast through the company. And then I felt that I got to a certain level and I just needed something more. Um, and also I was driving a lot. As you mm-hmm. could tell, being in L.A. or in California, you're, you drive a lot. And I needed to, I actually wanted to move and live in London, mm-hmm. but it wasn't as attainable. And I ended up, you know, sat, not settling, but like moving to New York because mm-hmm. with that I knew I didn't need to like have a visa or permit or sponsor or anything. And from there I wanted to live somewhere I could walk, but I 
moved there that I wanted to go into that further part or the next step in my career and um, do editorial, do fashion week, and just, again, grow as an artist because I did the education side and did the salon, but I wanted to be somewhere that I could be in a salon, but also, like, maybe travel and then also just go more behind the scenes, like, to magazines and maybe commercials or, you know, more of the entertainment business, but again, just to challenge myself and learn and meet other people. But the main key was actually just to walk somewhere and not spend like four hours a day driving. So it kind of just stumbled to that. I didn't really plan it. Just I knew once I got into doing hair, um, I told myself like, I'm going to move and live, you know, in New York or London in five years. And I didn't think about that. I said that once with a friend until I actually moved to New York and I was having a drink with a friend and he was like saying he's like remember we both said that and I was like oh wow I did and so it's just kind of little things that I do feel like if you say or you um, put it out in the universe you could kind of make whatever you know you want Mm -hmm. happen it's kind of true it's it's a lot of work but it's possible yeah that's cool Mm -hmm. what's your most memorable experience as a hairstylist and what did you learn from it Oh, dang. I've had Mm -hmm. a lot. So I guess in a sense, like, I don't know, um, since I've lived in California and then New York and then coming back to California, I feel like I've had like, you know, three lives in a sense. (laughs) Um, So um, I've had a lot of memorable. um, But I guess the most is since I've gotten older and when I moved back, once I pushed myself because I was comfortable in New York, but I knew something was calling me to come back home. And since then, I've just had a lot of amazing opportunities. So I can't really be specific because it's certain people Mm -hmm, or, mm -hmm. you know, um, famous people. But it's just been really um, amazing. But it's just because I've been always uh, focusing or, I don't know, working really hard. Mm -hmm. I feel like if you do that, then that's like the memorable things that I've gotten. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, I've gotten, I guess, Fashion Week has been one of those main things. Um, being able to work with an agency and, you know, go more in the entertainment field and then getting into the education and doing hair show, not hair shows, um, uh, yeah, hair shows, um, which aren't fashion week, but hair shows like trade shows and pushing myself and being up on stage and talking because, again, this is like a, (laughs) it's a big thing, but, you know, to be up on stage and like have a microphone. So it's, again, always like evolving or, you know, doing Naha and uh, hair sh- like hair award you know mm-hmm. uh, I guess photos when they did it with uh, excuse me Tony and Guy so like there's always been like little things it's mm-hmm. like maybe once a year I have like a memorable moment but it's been non-stop since I've you know started it since I was 2019 yeah yeah mm-hmm. so how do you keep yourself relevant in a, such a cutthroat industry um always education um staying up to date with like magazines mm-hmm. I'm trying to stay inspired, looking around um, my fellow stylists and younger people too. Um, and that's what I try to do to stay always like current, but it's mostly education for sure and making sure I don't get lazy like in my sections or like blow drying because I feel like styling hair and cutting hair are equally very strong things and also like doing updo. So it's like styling up hair as well as just like blow drying them. Um, so I always, uh, I, I think if that makes sense, is mm-hmm. like trying to stay just like current because just with hair and with fashion, it's always changing and knowing a lot with history. So knowing like how hair was like in the 50s mm-hmm. to like the 60s and also putting what inspires me because also your clients, you kind of attract what you like. So they like to um, 
you know, what you're into, they want also. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like if you are in New York or in LA and working at the salons that I work at, you kind of have to always be ahead of the game in a sense. So like, cause people will ask like, oh, what's, you know, the next trend in hair. So you kind of have to like experiment or think what's the next thing if people are chopping off their hair, like how you want it, like a French, you know, more mm-hmm. of like a shorter bob. Mm-hmm. What's the next evolvement from that after mm-hmm. you've cut it really short? Yeah. Was it like a harder line or was it softer? And how clients come in like every so often, you kind of always have to change it or tweak it. And it's just the little things that make a huge difference. It's not going so drastic if you did do a drastic look. I think that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to, yeah, totally. I could keep on going, but yeah. <laughs> um, again, it's just trying to be like very educated and just, you know, stay current and within yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and also make sure I don't, you know, um, stay stagnant mm-hmm. within myself. Yeah. So. I know it's like, uh, we were talking about it like off cam that how even as a stylist, we have to keep our Instagrams up to date. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. yeah. Um, our clients or potential clients have to see that, you know, you know, they have to keep interested in what we post and our aesthetic because that's how they relate to us mm-hmm. and in a sense, eventually be our clients. Yeah. Well, it's also, it's different now because before when I started doing hair, we didn't have like social media. It was just mm-hmm. like word of mouth and how to build up a clientele. Mm-hmm. So now it is just as important your social media and also like how you hold yourself in person mm-hmm. and word of mouth too so trying to yeah. keep that a current look and show part of yourself too of, of of a change from i could see like if i go back into my instagram to like now like i have evolved and changed Very and true. and showing like what looks i've kind of gotten more into or what's shifted and changed yeah do you have a favorite era of like hairstyles hairstyles yeah. uh, um Yes, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. I think I like kind of like 60s and 70s, mm-hmm. um, but it's more on the shapes of the cut because I feel like with the 80s, we're like more with products. But I guess with hair, how it was more soft and natural, mm-hmm. um, that's for me, though. But I do like all eras because there's always something beautiful about it because also in the 40s and 50s, a lot of women were styling their hair. And not there was cuts, but it was more on styling. But mm-hmm. if I had to pick a favorite, yeah, like sixties and seventies, yeah. those and are so. fun eras. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What do you like the least and like the best as a hairstylist? Least, I guess, um, as you get older, <laughs> my body, <laughs> um, my shoulders, and you know, you feel a difference in your body from being on your feet for so long. So mm-hmm. I just, it's making sure I like take care of myself because you're doing repetitive motion and making sure you don't get like tendonitis or like carpal tunnel and making sure you get massages Mm -hmm. so that's the least you know Mm -hmm. it's more about like as you get older you start feeling it (laughs) being on your feet for eight hours plus day and then the most I like um I guess is people trusting you and after they leave the chair like how you make them feel really good but also because like you they're they start off as being a client but then you become more and like friends and people mm-hmm. trust you and you have a certain power but also it's just really great because you know it, you're helping people in a sense mm-hmm. and making them feel good about themselves so it's really rewarding yeah that's what it is yeah, yeah. do you uh what's your tips on uh for those that are trying to be aspiring a successful hairstyles like you uh i i don't know if i'm a successful but <laughs> i guess um just uh still like Educate themselves, Mm -hmm. um, be nice to everyone and stay humble. Um, That's the main thing. 
I do feel like in any beauty industry, like in the entertainment kind of feel like um, there's a lot of ego. And mm -hmm. so just staying kind. Um, and I do believe like if you love what you do and you're good at it, you, you know, and even if you're not, but if you really do love what you do and you work really hard, you could kind of make it and do it where or go wherever you want. And everyone has like a different um, level. So and that's what's neat of doing hair is that you could, you know, be an ed educator, you could be a owner and get into management you could be just like the artist itself and just be a stylist behind a chair there's so so many different paths but the main thing I guess yes is like stay active and educate and educate yourselves and um yeah be humble and just be nice to everyone too mm -hmm. and work hard <laughs> yeah and also what I love about you um you said that you're very punctual too yes. at <laughs> time I think that's actually um that goes a long way too in the mm -hmm. industry I've, I've, there are many times, even if the whole crew is late, mm -hmm. I make it a point that I'm like 15 to yeah. 20 minutes early like well, you are today. That's what I love about you. Like, <laughs> when you texted me, I was like, yeah. oh, she's so perfect. Like, yeah. Well, know? it's rare because, I mean, that's why I do love working with so many artists mm -hmm. because there's so many different personalities, but it is a fine line of finding people that are also like organized yeah. and, um, you know, staying professional in that sense. And since I'm always by a schedule, I don't, and if I have to be somewhere, I don't want to leave them waiting. Cause you know, like if a client's late 15 or 20 minutes and I book by an hour, that only gives me that certain amount of time. And I don't want to rush that on them and they should know that too, but it's just, I want to give that whole hour, that whole time for someone. But yes, it is a rare thing of being highly artistic and then very organized. It's yeah. a fine line or being balanced. Oh, I know it's rare, good. but yeah. I have that, I guess. So. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. So here at Hello Beauty, we have a philosophy. It's say hello to the beauty in you. What mm -hmm. advice can you give those that are trying to discover their beauty within? Within? I remember you told me that. I'm all yeah. Because like, uh, I know that here in our us were the ones that actually create the looks and mm -hmm. also create the perfection on the actors, the mm -hmm. models. So we are surrounded by so much perfection and even like with, you know, photo shoots. Mm -hmm. Like, but a lot of people fail to remember that these are all curated photos and everything that we see on TV could also be CGI. You know, mm -hmm. they never, you know, they fail to, uh, to remember that. Yeah. So I, sometimes it gets in our head, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, I guess what I, if I'm saying mm -hmm. it correctly or answering, and you could tell me if I need to tweak yeah. it, because um, we do live in an industry that everything has to be so per so much mm -hmm. being perfect. Mm -hmm. But I guess the thing is that it's finding no one is actually perfect, but finding everyone's like best features within. So I guess if someone wants like fringe in that way, um, I never try to say like, oh, you have like you know, a three finger head or, you know, a three head or a five head kind of thing. Like maybe fringe isn't good or yeah. you need fringe because of that. I just always try to think that um, I try to bring up the best of everyone and everyone is very unique. So um, that's what's great about it is because you don't have, no one could be the same person. Like if I think this person is really great, I, I can never be that person, but I'm great just as is, mm -hmm. if that helps. So yeah. I guess the uniqueness of that, um, no one is perfect and Very it's true. also kind of good to not be that that's you know, so it's true. a little it's better to be raw in a mm -hmm. sense <laughs> and also as you get older i'm finding that within myself that i don't have to be so perfect with myself i could be perfect with my craft mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> and try to that's do a different that. story yeah. yeah that's a different thing <laughs> but within myself that it's okay that i make mistakes mm -hmm. you know so yeah, and I've, I've i've been hearing over and over again um that authentic authenticity really wins through you know mm -hmm. that's where people just 
are drawn to you more because yeah. everyone already tends to look the same or sound the same so people are always craving for that one person that are, is different that yeah. sticks out in a sense in their own unique way and just doing that and also um we're all human we're all at the same level so even if you like see someone who's like very famous mm-hmm. they're just like us That's you know so, so i try to keep in that level you mm-hmm. know and it's a good way of being relatable yes you know and so that's what I try to think in my head yeah um the one thing that I really like about you know working in the industry like you is that I we you know I have the pleasure of working with you know notable people and I do see them at at their raw raw rawest so I love how they're just really like what you said they're like us like no nothing of course they're special because they're you know they're special they have that perfect skill or craft in their own way as an actress Mm -hmm. or model but at the end of the day, when you know when you start their makeup or their hair, we all are the same in a sense. You know, here and there they get their blemish, their mm-hmm. allergies, and then in a sense it reminds you that no one really is perfect, and there is also beauty in that mm-hmm. because like you can always put someone in a pedestal, but at the end of the day, like they're also going through like the same life as you, mm-hmm. the same problems or issues, and you just don't know because you're probably just focused too much on yourself and your yeah. own issues. You feel to forget that, yeah, maybe the, uh, those perfect people are also going through the same battle. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I try to think like in that sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, and there was something else uh, when you were saying everything is that we're just like human and mm-hmm. you know also like they're not as perfect mm-hmm. but there's a certain connection and mm-hmm. that's why those certain people too um i guess maybe it's what you're saying with the authenticity authenticity yeah i know rawness rawness but no what i was <laughs> meaning is that like there's a certain thing of that's why people are relatable or they mm-hmm. could have a certain connection and it mostly it's that saying that people will remember like you know how what you how you make them feel mm-hmm. you know because they'll always remember like so that, or they won't remember what you say or what you do but they'll always know like how you actually make them feel that's so true. that's kind of another thing with in general why those people are you know well known or famous or how you get successful mm-hmm. in a certain ways I think it has a lot to do with how yeah. you make people feel mm-hmm. um, I know I've heard stories too about how there's some you know same uh, certain famous people that even if they're good but they are not booking anymore because no one wants to work with them because of their personalities yeah, and attitudes. It's, it's kind of so it's just kind of sad, right? And yeah. So, I mean, I do. That's why it, it's um, going back to what you said, that just placing importance, how you make people feel mm-hmm. is really a big factor. Yeah. So what, I know this might be fully loaded, but then what is your favorite beauty product or hair product right now? Oh, it always changes. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And it is kind of hard. I know what I like for myself mm-hmm. um, and then for clients. So do you want both or what would? Both. Okay. So um, for clients, because I'm very, again, natural and more like low maintenance. And I do feel like a lot of clients don't use a lot of product naturally. So I always do like maybe the most three products and always like a nice light leave-in, like primer, you know, mm-hmm. to set like the whole hair. It's kind of like makeup in mm-hmm. a sense. Um, and then something to style the hair, and then maybe like a, a finisher. So right now I really like Davinus's like oil milk leave-in. It's just really nice and soft, and it it's a good palette or primer for a person's hair. And then I do like Orbe's dry texturizing spray. Um, it just gives like a good look for a person. And then for myself, um, just because I really don't like putting any product whatsoever, but I always go back to my roots of like shampoo and conditioner, mm-hmm. and I wasn't. I'm really, I always have a hard time, and sometimes I don't think like, oh, this is like the great product, but it has shown a difference on myself, and I don't want this like to be like an ad or sponsor yeah, or anything, yeah. but I do like um, Olaplex's like shampoo and conditioner, 
it does do like so many things of like healing and repairing and hydrating the hair Um, because my hair always has a tendency Mm -hmm. of like splitting and I don't like put any heat on it and I like try to eat healthy but it does show a sense so those are like my main three that I really like on you know clients and for myself (laughs) yeah is that brand um sulfate free paraben free yeah yeah Yeah, it's sulfate free it's also vegan because for that it's also hard because a lot of the products that I use in the salon I try to use for what is uh, what we sell for my clients but a lot of that stuff is not um Mm. it is or it isn't vegan and then for myself though I try to use more of like a natural and sulfate free paraben free and then also that's vegan and doesn't you know animal test so it's hard because I'm trying to do both and I don't want to be hypocritical but a lot of my clients aren't going to be so focused on Mm -hmm. doing that too so I try to do a good balance of not judging but also doing something that works for them and their needs Mm -hmm. do you like dry shampoo I do. I yeah. love dry shampoo. But that's why I like um, Orbe's dry texture spray because it's mm-hmm. like dry shampoo but a little bit of a hold. So mm-hmm. it has a grittiness. But also, I mean, dry shampoo, uh, I think it's like it's P-S-S-S, you know, tea. And yeah. it's just because it's baby powder in yeah. a can. So it just comes out aerosol. So yeah. dry shampoo is like a great thing too. And I do use it on my hair a lot. But sometimes like I do have a tendency because I work out a lot. I'll wash my hair. Mm-hmm. So it's a fine line. I know. I think that's the hard thing about me when I get my hair hair color it's mm-hmm. just I have to wash my hair like every day because yeah I do work out too mm-hmm. and I, I don't know I'm like I tell my stylist I'm sorry like it's probably fading really fast but I have to wash my hair every day yeah it just depends mm-hmm. I know with my fringe and you know mm-hmm. I always have to wash that mm-hmm. I could do dry shampoo on my days off but yeah. if I have to be at work and like look apart kind of thing yeah. I'm usually washing my hair yeah <laughs> <And> so <laughs> that's true so um where can they find you what are your um, social channels? Um, I was, well, with my name, um, mm-hmm. my parents gave me a name that is not common. So um, it's just Hannah Birdie, H-A-N-N-A-H, B as in boy, U-R-D-Y. And that's for like my emails, website, and then Instagram. It's mm-hmm. just my first and last name. It's pretty easy, but I have it like, you know, the whole deal, like Tumblr, Facebook, yeah. Twitter. Uh, but even though I mostly use the Instagram, but I yeah. have it all because... Nowadays, you got to. <laughs> yeah. What's next for you? What are your plans? Um, I'm not sure. Right now, I used to always have like a five-year kind of plan, and that was when I was like younger. But nowadays, I guess I it's maybe from living in New York, I go year by year. So for right now, um, I'm pretty content, but I'm still trying to push myself. But for right now, I feel like I have a, a good amount on my plate of like traveling and going back and forth with like New York and L.A. and doing weddings and freelancing and doing editorial stuff still but I'm not sure yet but Mm -hmm. it's uh, very uh, I guess different from us of not being being organized but now not sure I'm kind of going with the flow but um, just kind of allowing certain opportunities happen and definitely do things that make me feel uncomfortable I know if I don't want to do it I should probably do it Mm -hmm. so I guess that's like one thing that I've noticed is to never be comfortable so I'm not sure what I'm, what's next, but I just know that if, you know, how you invited me, yeah. I, I came. Oh, I appreciate it so much. <laughs> um, but doing stuff that's a little bit out of my normalcy or my normal, Yeah. you know. But it's the beauty of being a creative. Mm-hmm. It's like every day is different and you just never know that you might get into something new that you never knew, mm-hmm. you know, you would before. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for oh, your thank time, you so much, Hannah. Joyce. I had so much fun learning Same. more about you. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah.